your host, Arena Antoine, and I mean, welcome back to Self Love Lounge. This is a place that stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion in our pursuit of self-love. Self-Love Lounge is a place to learn about, hold space for, and embrace ourselves deeply. Each episode will bring warmth to being comfortable with the uncomfortable. So let's uncondition our minds together to find love within and forever lead with it. So before we get into it, grab a hot or cold beverage and let's go. Welcome back to Self-Love Lounge. This year, I've been really focusing on self-growth, but also in this period of change of just not knowing where I'm going, but being confident in that. I think when you get older, there's like the fear of being lost, but then there's also fear of growing up. You're just having to make really big decisions. That feels like the first time that I will ever be doing this. But over time, it just becomes a routine. And the universe has such a beautiful way of delivering me music when I most need it in a moment of loss. And then I just find music and then it speaks to me and then I start crying. And I'm like, this is just so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> and so I'm excited to introduce my new guest because her music ended up coming through my self-growth journey and I'm just really excited for you to introduce yourself to us. Hi guys my name is Willie Um, I'm an artist and songwriter originally from Houston Texas and uh yeah no I'm excited I'm excited to be here and then those words like the words growth and and self-growth is whatever and those are all kind of the things that I like to think that I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I write, because sometimes what we want to to convey or what we want to, you know, the message we want to come across doesn't always mm-hmm. come across, you know? So right. that, that just, that's confirmation. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I really love that as well, because sometimes we're like writing, even when I'm writing an episode and then it releases, whoever is listening to it resonates in such a different way. And so I'm curious to know when you write your music and other people listen to it, do you ever get surprised by the people that are sharing their perspective and you're like, oh, I didn't write it that way, but I love that perspective. Totally, totally, dude. Like there's a song and and it's still under like the, because I used to go by just like my regular name and then I, you know, changed it and, and whatever and developed mm-hmm. a little more. The first time where I was like super vulnerable and it's called Sorry Love. And then the song, I'm, I'm going through just kind of reminiscing on like past hurts, but in a way where I'm kind of sarcastically saying like, oh, I'm sorry, were you too good for me? That was my perspective on it. Also like experiencing it and like hearing fans like talk about your music and it allows me to ask you, how do we take a leap of faith and embrace the unknown of what's to come, especially with your music diving into that industry? I'm just curious to know, how did you take that leap of faith and trust that this is going to be what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Mm, so I I kind of decided very early on, and I think a lot of us, if we kind of revisit who we are as children, that mm. there's something along that lines that we had already kind of decided, ventured off, we veered off because some things just seem too big, too scary, too unrealistic, yeah. whatever the case may be. But like between the ages of nine and 12, I had already kind of decided, I'm an entertainer, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. what oh. I did here. <laughs> and I kind of went through phases of just different spaces of me of like, oh, I'm a comedian. Oh, I'm a dancer. Oh, I'm a... and then when yeah. I found music, I felt so protective of it and so like oh this is like my thing my thing it had a different hold than the rest of it like I didn't want to rush and share as Mm -hmm. a kid look what I can do it was just a very intimate just deep relationship right and so as I kind of grew up more like I said from like 9 to 12 it was like oh no like I really love this like this is what I 
want, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. keeping that in mind and then growing up and then just kind of, of course, life did life. And there were spaces in time somewhere like closer to the end of high school because I'm a mom. So I got mm-hmm. pregnant early. I had I had her in my senior year of my high school, out yeah. of high school. And so that kind of, I was like, oh, snap. Remember those plans you had? Hold on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then came a thing of like, oh, no, like this is really the, the best time to do that because now there's someone here who you can actually show scared or not. Like this mm-hmm. is what it looks like go after what you really want and like regardless of how life turns whatever you can still you can still do those things like it's gonna happen you know things are gonna happen whatever the case may be but Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the first example to kind of just do that so my whole stance was just kind of there as far as that and even now with things with new things whatever I feel like when you start leaping, like when you start jumping and being like, okay, it becomes almost like an automatic thing. It's so corny to say, do it scared. Once you do it a few times, you're like, all right, this is kind of what I do. But one person it. asked me one time, they were like, do you rather life go exactly how you planned mm-hmm. or just leave it? Oh, what's open is way better than I can ever true. imagine. True. That's you so know? true. Yes. I, so I keep that in the back of my head now, you know, with the unknown. This could go really well. Mm-hmm. Or you could just learn from it mm-hmm. and learn more about yourself and learn whether this is something you want, whether it's something you don't want, learn if this is something that you just, a plan that you can attain, but yeah. you just have to adjust. Why Why not? <laughs> yes. I, I, I completely resonate with that because if I want to do something, I'll just buy the mic, do it the next day, release it. I'm good, you know? It, and yeah. explaining that to someone is so hard because it's like a... I call it like this passion in me. Like, I don't know like where it comes from. Like maybe it's my ancestors. Maybe it's, you know, the way my mom is or my dad, but it's just like something that I'm so sure of, of like, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. But there's of course, like that fear or that core fear of like, oh my God, like this is so scary. Like nobody has ever done this before. I'm creating this blueprint, but then it's like an opportunity. And right now I'm realizing that fear is actually where you should be going because you have to face them eventually in your life. If you don't, they're just going to like, haunt you and you're going to be like, oh my God, okay, I guess I have to do this. But how did you overcome your biggest fear when you were maybe in your 20s? Like you said, like that that haunting of what if I didn't? Last thing that I want to wake up and, and feel like one day is like, oh, I never tried this or this or that. So that's one huge one. Yeah. And also, like, well, yeah. like once I say it, there's yeah. something that happens to where I'm holding myself super accountable. I said it. So here I go, whether I follow my face or not, like here I go. Like I said, the worst that could happen really. And sometimes it really is just us being our own way because we're scared. And I'm really learning to try and step back from situations and be like, is this a space where you're standing in your own way just because no. you don't know what's going to happen? I really don't want that. Arena. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Do not want it. I don't want to stand in my own way because oftentimes we are our worst critic. I just feel like nobody really cares, but like ourselves, and we criticize like the little nitty gritty stuff to the end and then we're like arena like this is really good like yeah. and everybody loves it too and, <laughs> and you so, go back and you're like yeah. what if I would have never did this like dang I wouldn't yes. have had that you know what I'm saying I would have yes. felt fulfilled and I feel like our parents this space that we're in as far as like just a generation our parents mm-hmm. had to sacrifice certain things to yes. do you know and then now looking at them as an adult I know the things they wanted to do now yes. as knowing them yeah. as people you know the yeah. things that they wish to do the things they wanted to do and they felt like they couldn't so yes we all have to make sacrifices in different ways in general. Mm-hmm. I don't want that that feeling. And 
if we've been provided the space and time and, mm-hmm. and knowledge and accessibility to do those things, just try it. Just, Take just it. try it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, so I'm true. Trying. Such a gentle way of saying it. And and one of my favorite songs um, of yours was SOS. The quote that really sticks to me, and I'm and I'm trying to learn about this more, is to be honest, I'm just as inconsistent as the guys that I like to sing songs about. And to be honest, I'm way too honest. It's hard finding people that I want to be around, so we chill. Not really tripping, getting caught up in my feels. I'm just really happy I can pay up on my bills. To be honest, I'm way too honest. And it's hard finding people that I want to be around. And I guess, like, how do you navigate change within yourself and how those changes reflect in your relationships with others as well? So I have a... um... I moved a lot as a kid. We'll go mm. back. We'll go back a little bit. I moved yes. a lot. I went to fourteen different schools. Wow. From, yeah. So I was in a lot of different spaces with a lot of different kind of people. And what that translates to as an adult is, I just kind of mold. Nothing's really new as far as like the surrounding. Like, yeah, there are new things to see, yeah. but like nothing's really new as far as like personalities. I, I've been able to adapt like along the way. So yeah. this is just something that was su- actually super helpful. So with that being said, is a lot of times when I go in a space, I've always been very conscious of trying to make people around me comfortable. But with doing so, I became somewhat of like a magnet of just like people, right? Mm. Which is not a bad thing. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. But I have to have like a strong line of like, hey, we're having a great time here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. But like, I became very, very cognitive of what my kind of people are. Like these mm-hmm. are the kind of relationships that I could maintain and 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 would love to dive deeper in outside of certain spaces. And there's some where I'm like, oh, I could leave this just in this space yeah. and we'll have a good time next time I run into this person. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's almost just the kind of automatic. There's like a connection, your heart yes. space. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never anything personal. It's just the kind of person I would love to just sit and do nothing with. And yeah. this is the kind of person that I have to take you in doses. But I I am really honest. So that line comes from just kind of realizing who I've become as an adult. Sometimes I don't say anything like bluntly unless we're like close friends. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. I need that. Yes. Yeah. Me too. I love the real. Give me the real, the vulnerable, all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Like tell me that and then I can give you that back or whatever, you know. But if I can't be super honest with you, that's also a number one like indicator of, oh. Yes. You know, there's something, there's something not or out of alignment Mm -hmm. and it's hard Mm -hmm. to identify sometimes. I always feel like knowing something's wrong in a friendship, but I don't know how to identify it until it reveals to me. (laughs) So then you're sitting there like, you're like, this person is cool, but like, I just there's something that she said or they said that I was like, oh, like, I don't (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I guess I'll give it some more time, but I don't really want to, you know. I think it's so unique the way that you said it because I moved to Canada when I was like five years old from Mauritius Island and just to adapt to a new environment was really difficult. And so your story almost uplifts that of saying it's okay to to be in new environments and to adapt and to make people feel comfortable and also knowing your boundaries. And so um, I love that you're, you're able to do that. When you were writing the song, what did you learn about yourself as you were writing this beautiful song? Because it's one of my favorites. Thank you. That's that's one of mine too. Thank yeah. you. I um so that one came about in the pandemic, like startup, right? Mm-hmm. So I just started Black Nation as like a writer or whatever, and I was doing like super cool things at the top of the year and like kind of coming back and forth to LA and like in sessions with like really cool people, and it's just like whoa, you know? Yes. And then this the world shut down. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, go home. 
it was just this big space of unknown for all of us. Yes. Um, and I think what that did was kind of give me like this moment of like self-reflection. And in that time too, I hadn't really released music for like a little space and time. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, this could be a great reintroduction one. And then to anybody who hadn't heard of me ever before, I call it my journal entry song, right? Oh, like, it's like okay, so this is kind of, let me just run down the list of like, this is what's been going on. So that was the, the basis of that song. But yeah. overall, I think it's hard for me to talk yeah. about how I feel about things out yeah. loud. Right. You know what I mean? Like when it comes yes. to my own like personal like yes. feelings. Like, oh, I'm fine. It's cool. It's great. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or even talking about feelings sometimes a relationship. I'm always like, oh my God, this is so like vulnerable, but like so Literally. deeply. <laughs> Literally. So like, you yeah. know, now I'm like shaking. And so it's like, oh man. So it's easier for me to sing them. Mm-hmm. I learned that forever ago. Oh, I can sing about these things yeah. before I can talk about these things. And so yeah. that's always the approach. And what was also happening in the midst of that time was since I had to sign and blah, 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 there were mm-hmm. people who kind of like knew of what was going on or whatever. And so like I had people that I knew along the way or friends or whoever, yeah. like, oh, it must be so great right now, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, I am stuck in the house just like you. <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen. Just like you. I'm on pause. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And so literally that was where the statement of like, it's the same old shit, y'all. Like, yes. I mean, that's this kind of the song vibes. Yeah. It, it's like, there's nothing new. I'm sorry. I wish I had more news to give. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> we're all excited. But I, and then it also, to me, it plays off the fact of like, sometimes we'll see things mm-hmm. online or wherever. And then we can easily romanticize somebody else's situation. Yes. And think like, oh, da, 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 like, I should da, da, da. And it was, I just want to kind of like, Put that in song, like, listen, like, it, you know, yes. like, a couple of things, a couple of cool things have happened. I'm thankful. I'm grateful, you know, but like, yes. outside of that, it's the same thing. Oh, don't shit, ever yeah. look at anybody and think that they don't have the same shit going on. Yes. Maybe the problems are different. Can I curse? I'm so sorry. Yes, you can. <laughs> Maybe the problems are different, you know, yeah. to a degree, but they yeah. have their own set of yes. things. So yes. that was, uh, I like your music. I love the song because it uplifts you. You can just tell your story like as a person as well is so unique and, and it kind of touches my heart almost because it's nice to like meet people that's been through a lot of changes in their life, but also is doing what they're passionate about because it's so hard for people to choose their dreams. Thank you. Okay. I'm just happy we're having this conversation. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, somebody gets it. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm happy that you get it. I mean, music, when you need it the most, it finds you or at least that's how I believe it to be and so yeah I love your perspective of that people always asking to you what's up with you mm, the same old shit the same old shit now it ain't really nothing new uh, the same old shit some lame old shit same thing you're probably going through mm. and I do want to ask you about the song let's talk about feelings because that's also one of my favorite I just adored and appreciated your vulnerability. For me, like when I talk about feelings, it's uncomfortable. And I did my very first episode, um, which which is called It's Time to Start Feeling Again. And that was like my most successful episode because I was being so truthful and deeply into it. Like I can't even listen to it because it's too much. (laughs) I'm glad I did it for people that need it. But yeah, I just want to know your perspective on like where... Where were you at when you were writing this? What made you want to write it? 
I was in Dallas. <laughs> I was in <laughs> Dallas and I was with, I was uh, working with another friend on, on her project. And yeah. it was me, her name is Nina, super talented artist, great artist. Um, mm. and, and a producer, Sonic major. So we were all working on that. And then kind of in between that time, Sonic had just kind of just started working on just random, just riffs and loops and whatnot. And so that yeah. was one of the ones that the, what you hear is pretty much, because I, I think I even asked him like to leave it kind of bare after mm. that. So we, that was like a freestyle, which is wow, the funny, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's the funny part. Yeah. <laughs> like it was crazy. literally just kind of like line for line, mm-hmm. kind of going just based off of just the loop and the feeling. And I was talking yeah. to someone at the time. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, um, and I was very into this person, obviously, but mm-hmm. these are things that I, that I wouldn't been, I, I can't, I couldn't say. Right, right? Like right. my natural demeanor is so like nonchalant, like, oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. And so that, again, it's always easier for me to sing things than it is yeah. for me to say things. Like yes. said, that vulnerable is like, woo. But in that space and like right in that time, like it's like, okay, why not? Like this mm-hmm. is how I feel right now in this yeah. moment about this person in general. And it's like, let me just pour it out. This yes. could never go anywhere. This could, we could never, this song could never see daylight. Like I haven't performed it yet, ever. Mm, and I don't wow. know. It's one of those wow. like, because yeah. I feel like when you do that, you have to kind of revisit those spaces. And it's like falling or liking someone is such a cute space. Yes, <laughs> it is. It really it's is. Nice. And it's exciting. And I guess it's just like a, this vulnerable space that you're like, this is like so personal. I want to like keep it to me. But also I love yeah. that people are also resonating with that because we've all fallen in love or like mm-hmm. met someone that we like, whether it's their first time or not. I think it's, it's beautiful. Say way you see through me for real. At first I didn't want to believe that we could find someone like me. And I guess like throughout your career, um, you've kind of done so much already. And I'm I'm just curious to know what was it like to work with Issa Rae on on um her project? So first of all, I feel like Issa Rae is like such a that's like Oprah. <laughs> yes, that's like that's how I would describe she, it. Like she has like to my know. Oprah. Like, she, she has to know at this point. Like, girl, you are gonna be like you were like our Oprah. Like Oprah's Oprah. Yes, but like yes, like you know. Yeah. Um, and so it was just it was it was definitely a dream of mine. Or it was actually on on um on my uh, vision board from like 2020. Like okay, that's I want to so sign like Insecure. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, and so when it came about, like they have their her label, her music label, radio host um, writing camps, yeah. and I had been at one of their writing camps before back in Atlanta for another a sing thing. So that's kind of where I got involved with their team. And so right. when the insecure season came about, you know, they reached out and invited, and so I was just excited. Um, yes, so excited. And so she does stop in. She did stop in a couple times in that space in time. I don't think I got to meet her directly in, in the insecure space. Mm-hmm. Um, it was rap shit whenever I did mm. the writing camp in Miami and rap shit. Even in that time, they'll always have gatherings afterwards, just celebratory. And she's always there. 
And so she's like walking around and I was trying to, I was going to go say hi. Right. And so like my whole mental approach is like, girl, I've been trying to say hi to you for <laughs> so every now, you know? And so right when I was about to, somebody walked up and was like, oh, just no. talk to her, got a picture, whatever. And yeah. I was like, it's okay. Like they'll be oh, able to, yeah. you know? So then she walks over to me and she was like, what you was saying? You was talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's such an evil. I was like, oh, this is what I love her. And I was like, yeah. I was saying. Like, I'm trying to say hi to you, but I don't know how long. Like, a good chance to, like, thank her for the opportunity. Because she goes in after all the music's created, after her music supervisors kind of, you know, come through things or whatever. She picks the music. So it's literally, like, her saying yes and no to this and this and that. So I was just like, girl, thank you for, like, bobbing with things that I like. Yes, yes. Twice at this point. Um, And so that was, she's like, no, well, thank you for what you made. And so from that instance, I think I seen her. Another time at, I think maybe the rap shit premiere. And then we had kind mm-hmm. of like a little, like I made it my, my thing to kind of just literally like dance in her ear. Then I'll start talking and then we'll, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Cause again, with like personality wise, I think everybody feels she's their best friend. Yes. That's literally just her aura. Poor thing. She probably yeah. just gets so tired, but it's like, girl, too bad. Everybody oh, wants to be her friend. <laughs> <laughs> right, you should be so great. Yeah. Um, then the, the last time I I performed at one of the rap shows, rap parties. Of course, she was there, and like the directors and the writers and everybody was there. So it was like this big thing, and yeah. that was one the first time I got to perform as a rapper. Two, wow. I think the first time I performed at like a private party. So that mm-hmm. was cool. Um, but when I was done, I was taking pictures somewhere. I was like like kind of talking to people, and then I turned and I seen her, and she danced up to me, and I was like, Oh, that's like everything. <laughs> Oh <laughs> like what a full circle oh my god so, so cool so yes. cool so I was like I love her yes I mean I, I love, love her too she's yeah. yeah she's she's one of those people that are just so inspiring as well and I love that you got to meet with her and like work with her and like develop your music as well but also mm-hmm. just like, meeting people that are so genuine and want to fill gaps in our world because it's so it's so exclusive and like there's just so much gaps and I am someone that would love to fill it and I think she's someone that is currently filling it and I think that you're also filling so many gaps and I think it's so powerful. It's real beautiful because we can all see her. You can go back and kind of watch her journey. I think that's like the most inspiring thing. It's like, oh, this is literally where she started. This is this, this is that, you know. Uh, that's so necessary like you said filling in those gaps for people that's so so necessary to be able to have some form of a blueprint in any direction and at this point you know that's what I want yes I just want to be somebody's blueprint I want to be some I want to be like my nephews and my daughter's name drop I'm doing it so we can know that we could do it y'all yes yes anytime that I feel like oh snap like I I stop here it's like no girl you didn't already Mm -hmm. open your mouth and told yep You got this. You're opening so many doors for people too. Like you're creating your blueprint and then you're also being like, all right, come along. Like you can do this too. And I think that's so beautiful. And like people don't realize that even if you feel lost by creating your blueprint, like that's okay because you're like helping so many other people that you have no idea. That's what you're in the midst of doing. Yeah. No, you, thank you. <laughs> like, literally, there's going to be somebody going to be like, okay, I want to start a podcast. Where do I start? Yeah. Start? Do I, you know, 
what I mean? Yeah. What avenues? What you know? What that's true. To cover? So yeah. that's so beautiful. I oh, love thank it. you. Like, Look at us. Yes, <laughs> we're just like so much love through a screen right now. <laughs> well, before we end our recording, I always like to ask these three questions. You can just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Don't think about it. Just shoot me what's coming through your heart. So the first question is. I think heartbreak has a way of showing us. Um, I think heartbreak has a way of showing us what we don't want, <laughs> what we don't need, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and maybe even areas in ourselves um, that we could probably work on. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. When I first started writing, I would have never believed that. When I first started writing, I don't think I would have. I mean, maybe I, I don't think. I don't think the people that I've gotten a chance to work with or gotten in spaces with, I don't think I would have done that as soon as I did. Literally Mm -hmm. within the first year and a half of me like doing it professionally, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because I've always, uh, technically I was professional when I was just writing before I was signed doing my own music. I think that's still professional. But like once I was like in the industry, in the the industry, I thought at some point there was going to be like, oh, you're not ever going to, you know. So soon, and Issa Rae knows who I am. Beyonce knows who I am. You know what I mean? Yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> Things are like cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, you're just um, like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like. Love I still it. have a lot to do, a lot to work on, or whatever. Yeah. But like those little things, that would I think that would be it. When I first started yeah. writing within the industry and yeah. um, like not for myself or whatever, I don't think I. I don't think I've seen that as fast. And I guess the last question I want to ask you, and this one is a little bit more reflective. What piece of advice would you offer your younger self? Um, She had all the answers. Mm -hmm. She knew. So the way that I just said, I didn't know, I didn't think that was going to be Oh, baby girl knew. Like she literally, she was just like in her own little mental artist development, right? Like she went off school and go in the room and like I had this like karaoke video recorder and go shoot my videos and I would go and write my songs and I would go, you know what I mean? So she literally, so I would just tell her like, you are so right. <laughs> yeah, like, she, she really she, was. She was. Even though I was very private about like the things, like when it came to like creating music and whatnot, yeah. as a child, I still had this very like deep, like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yes. she was so, she was decided. I really like that because sometimes I talk about my my younger self and I'm always like, when I'm dreaming about what I want to do in, in the world in the future, I'm always like bringing her along because she's the one who knew like what it would do, like, you know? And she was like yeah. telling people like, oh, I want to be like a star. And like, I was literally talking about like a literal star in the sky because it was so beautiful. But I think she really just knew because she was like in a space where there wasn't a lot of judgment. It was just really like her imagination and mm-hmm. now being able to create her imagination in the future is going to be so beautiful and so I so correlate resonate with what you're saying with she knew (laughs) no it's like sometimes we just got to check back in with them even let's say like like we get a little bit of progress in whatever space that we're working in Mm -hmm. and so we see certain things that are possible but we still for whatever reason limit they didn't have that in their imagination to them it's just like I see this on the tv or I see this in the in the hospital this doctor I see this over here it's like I could do that, you know, yes. you have such this, this beautiful, and I see it in my daughter, like she will wholeheartedly go after something and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be great at this right away. And I'm like, you've never done that ever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I love that. But it's like, love it. Yeah. Yeah. So they know, 
Yeah. We do. And yes. um, that's what I would just tell her. Like, you were so right. Like, go girl. Yeah. You know, and I guess that. for all the listeners listening, where can we find you on social media? And do you have any current projects that you want to share with us? Tell us everything. Find me um, on Twitter and Instagram at Big Willie to you. Um, yes. <laughs> so Big Willie, but it's Big Willie to you. And I believe Instagram, I mean, Facebook is the same, like Big Willie to you, but it's just, or you could just type in Willie, but with the big E. Just put out a song, Smoking Daisies, like in January, end of January, early February. Um, and I'll be releasing my next early April. So my whole thing this year oh. is because in the midst of me relocating, I, I did release stuff like serotonin and whatnot, but I feel like like consistent see was just like a thing because I was was trying to just get you know settled Um, (laughs) so this year I'm like no we have to consistently you know get on board so uh Lawrence Fishburne which is a song I'm super excited about I love that song um it feels bluesy and I love like bluesy feeling things like and so that's early April and so April okay Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to tune in for sure um, because I just love everything that you're doing and I'm so rooting for you and what you're going to do next. Like that's so exciting. And your daughter as well. Like I can't wait to see her grow as well because I know she's going to be a little star because her mom is a literal star. Um, And so, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love this. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm going to shut up. It's (laughs) fine.